Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to War Room Pandemic. Today is August 1st, the year of our Lord 2020. This is another one of our Saturday specials where we bring you Voices from China. Today's episode called New Federal State of China Confronts the CCP Across the Globe. Over to you, Stephen K. Bannon. Yeah, Jack, I'm really excited about doing this. You know, we had this great piece this week written in the uh, American Thinker talking about how uh, how the show War and Pandemic has turned into radio-free China. And of course, hashtag or in pandemic and on the live stream, we want to hear your voice. The reason this show's gotten such traction and, and kind of punching above its uh, its weight is the is the audience, is the deplorables, and we want to hear your uh, feedback. You're part of this community. This uh, this show is to unite Lao Beijing, old hundred names with the deplorables. You're both kind of the foundational elements of your country. It's it's on your shoulders. Everything rests to get all the the jobs of the community, the jobs of civic society to defend your nation, to go out there and be uh, honest householders, good householders. Jack, as you know, that's that's what a society is built on, and particularly in these turbulent times, since we have, we've had this, um, this pandemic started by the CCP virus. And this week just really had, uh, the show was so special. We had Dr. Young, we know we started at the conference put on by Liberty University, the, the Freedom Summit, uh, which was, this was really about, and we were very fortunate to be able to bring and, and talk to people uh, from mainland China to brought one of the defectors, Dr. Yan, who uh, did such an extraordinary job that then Jackie brought her back and her her uh, her half hour she spent on the show that day of the hour she was with us talking about hydroxy is still one of the benchmark uh, shows I think we've had. So just want to tell everybody we're so uh, we're so appreciative of the of the work everybody does to put this show together and particularly the GTV and G news guys who uh, then subtitle it in Mandarin later, blow it through the firewall, uh, etc. Jack. I know it's been a big emotional week for you. You were at the conference, and uh, and then as we got back, you you saw all the useful idiots and the running dogs uh, for the Chinese Communist Party. Talk talk to us about the uh, your arc this week from the conference, which you kind of led the uh, war room uh, effort all the way through, seeing people like uh, Diane Feinstein and uh, and Dan Coates and others really take and defend, come out in major media, whether on uh, at Senate hearings or in the pages of the Washington Post and actually defend the Chinese Communist Party against the Chinese people. Well, this is, Steve, why it's so important for us to bring these voices of the Chinese people to the world, because, first of all, as you and I both know, we're both deeply humbled by being around these people because we're just putting our, our voices out there because you know we're two American guys with strong opinions about the Communist Party. But these people are actually putting their lives at risk. 
And what to me is so moving is seeing these people take responsibility, not just for the 1.4 billion Chinese people, but responsibility for all of the world. They are showing the whole world the importance and the intrinsic value of freedom and human liberty. And I think all of us should really be getting behind them. And I think we're going to see with these guests, Steve, that this is a global movement. And these people are finding courage from each other, finding courage from the whistleblower movement. And we're very, very pleased to have Ponsan here. He's from Sydney, Australia, and he's joined the whistleblower movement like the other ones that you're going to hear from us today because they've had enough. They've been... Uh, struggling with these feelings sometimes for decades and now is the time to strike back so Ponsan thank you so much for being with us and I'd love for you just to give us a, a brief rundown on how you came to Australia and how you came to this movement oh I apologize is this Andreas in Munich forgive me I introduced Ponsan from from uh, uh, Sydney, but Andreas, if you would speak to that, I'd really appreciate it because you have a great story about how you actually got to the protest in Paris. Hi, Mr. Bannon and Ms. Maxi. I'm Andreas from Munich, Germany. So you told me that you heard about the protest and finally you just had enough. You just you've seen what's going on around the world. You've seen this virus spread and hurt the whole world. And you actually got on a train and went all the way to Paris because this was so important to you. Can can you kind of tell us about how you got to that point? What what led you to just say enough? Uh, yeah, yeah, because for most of us, we never have a chance to express our political ideas like this and uh, uh, just like most Chinese we never have a chance to vote so and the world is changing in all directions and at and at this pivotal moment to take down CCP the overseas Chinese should come forward to make this change and we must wake up not only our fellow Chinese but all but also Europeans many of them have no idea of the danger of this CCP virus they are, they are even misled by the information regarding the origin of the virus in academia and media, which took sides with CCP. Dr. Yan told us the truth and like the, the way in front of us, and we should follow her and spread the truth to the world. So one of the things that you talked to me about when, when we were on the phone earlier discussing this stuff was how difficult it is in even inside Germany, particularly because it seems that the German people kind of have blinders on. They don't understand the danger of Huawei. Obviously, they have a significant exposure because of their machine tool exports to China. But what would you say if you had to tell your fellow Germans, what is it that they need to understand about the danger of the CCP? I think because they are just misled by the information from CCP and because uh, some of the, of the German companies they have shared interest in CCP and for the common people I think they have some rosy imagination of China and they can use this to deceive themselves to follow CCP's propaganda and that and 
that's why we have to go to the streets and we share the truth with the with the people. I think if there is a global deep state like the like the um, uh, like like the coalition between CCP and and the Germany, so the common people to stand up to use the populism to counter their plan. And in Germany, that the people have no idea of the danger of the CCP and and also uh, this kind of coronavirus. So we need to tell the people where it comes from, how dangerous it is. Now, Andre, hey, Jack, let me jump in here for a second. Hang on for a second. Hey, Andreas, let me just jump in for a second, Jack. This is what? Let me make sure the audience understands this. The, the uh, protests and what we're here today, particularly in the first hour, we're going to get to Miles Go in the second, but we're talking about these expatriate Chinese, these defectors or are people that have gone to the outside world that are now coming together and bonding together under this umbrella of either the whistleblower movement or of uh, the new federal state of China, where they're saying, hey, there is an alternative to the Chinese Communist Party. Remember, for too many years, one of the ways the Chinese Communist Party held power was that the elites throughout the world, you know, the party of Davos, and whether that was in the city of London or on Wall Street, corporate America, they kept saying, hey, you know, the business model works. We can lose the slave labor in China and that you can't you got to deal with the CCP because if the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party was ever to go, uh, China would devolve into anarchy, into chaos, that it would return to the warlordism of the 1920s and 1930s when, when China was disunited and chaotic. And so they've always pointed to that, that, hey, you, the world, particularly since we drive so much of the manufacturing, you need us. We're kind of the caretakers because the Chinese people are just too barbaric, uh, too uneducated, too unruly, too undemocratic uh, to actually have their own, to, to be able to handle freedom and to, uh, to handle democracy, to be able to live under the rule of law. Now, obviously, in Hong Kong and particularly in Taiwan, that puts it to a lie. But Andrea says, as these uh, free Chinese now throughout the world are coming together and had this protest over the weekend, you know, it started a couple of weeks ago in Washington, D.C., with the protests at the Chinese embassy. And then over at the White House, Jack Maxey was there live recording interviews all day. Some of the politest, nicest people we've seen, whereas protests in the United States are spitting on police officers and throwing, uh, you know, throwing batteries at them, throwing rocks at them. These people were, you know, giving them uh, water, making sure they were OK, thanking them for being there and protecting them. How did you end up from Germany because I think the protest, the big one, and one of the big ones in Europe was actually in Paris. How did you hear about it? And then what motivated you to go all the way from Germany to Paris to participate in this? Uh, yeah, because um, we are in a, in a large group, uh, uh, which is in the part of the voice of Himalaya in Europe. So uh, so we come together to Paris. and and. And and we want to show the world that we are the new Chinese, and and CCP's pro, um, propaganda against the new federal state of China is wrong. Our actions speak for ourselves. We are the true patriots. And the protest last week showed the world that we are the new Chinese with with bravery and glory, and only the truth will prevail will prevail, not their propaganda. 
why do you, why do you say that you're the new Chinese? Why do you say that you're a Chinese patriot? People, the CCP would say, no, you've betrayed your country. We're the nation. The CCP keeps China strong. The CCP keeps China relevant in the world. That it, it's people like you and people in this whistleblower mo- movement that are really betraying your country. Why do you say you're the new China? And why do you call yourself a Chinese patriot? Uh, because uh, we took the as a non-violent protest, and we didn't want to um, suffer the um, the state. It is propaganda. It's wrong. No, we love our country, but our country is dominated by us uh, by these gangsters, by by these communist gangsters. So we. So we need to speak to the world that we are the true Chinese. We are not communists. We are the common people. We are the um, we are the Lao Baixing. We are the grassroots. Okay, Steve, we're looking at two minutes here. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted. Yeah, to go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, and I'll pick it up after you. I'd like I'd like Andreas to stay over through the break because I got a couple other questions after you. Yeah, please do, Andreas. I mean, one of the things I thought was so interesting when you and I talked, there were people at the Paris protest from literally every single country in the EU. Am I right? Yes. I uh, I think Chinese people, they are just, uh, um, 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 they are not so bravery to, to, to speak for themselves. And, and there is no practice for them to and. Um, to take this action to protest, but this time, people uh, all around the Europe they just come together. They just stand up so bravely to stick to stick uh, together. I think uh, it's the first time that we can do this. Wow! I mean, this hey, is hey Jack. Things- I want to make sure that everybody. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say. Yeah, Steve. let's make sure that our audience. I want. Go ahead. I was just going to say, this is the kind of thing that just sort of brings tears to your eyes. I mean, listen, to these people we are using pseudonyms, people. They're talking about what they're doing to stand up to an evil regime, an evil empire. And it takes tremendous, tremendous courage. And I just want every one of our listeners to understand and be inspired by the bravery of these people because they're taking real risks, absolute real risks by speaking out. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break here and go out pay some bills, but we'll be right back in just a moment. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Jack Maxey sitting in the catbird seat here at the embassy on Capitol Hill. Today is August 1, year of our Lord 2020. This is episode 311, part of our series on China. Today's episode called New Federal State of China Confronts CCP Across the Globe. I'd like to thank our media partners, America's Voice News, Newsmax at Night, and the John Fredericks Radio Network, and also G News that translates all of these shows into Mandarin so that they can be blown through the firewall into China, so that they know that we're standing beside them. Steve, back to you. 
You know, one of the things I was most uh, proud of, Jack, in this piece in the American uh, in the American Thinker, called us uh, Radio Free China, and talked about how we're uniting the deplorables and old hundred names. Uh, a number of our uh, viewers and listeners on hashtag War and Pandemic in the live chat said, "Hey, not only Radio Free China, you're Radio Free America." Remember, the, we have to defeat the Chinese Communist Party. It's their virus that's here that's taken over 150,000. American casualties. Remember, the Chinese Communist Party lied. Americans died. The CCP lied. Chinese died. The CCP lied. Frenchmen died. Germans died. And that's why you're seeing this across the board, across the world, standing up to them. One thing about this uh, entire episode driven by this pandemic is the economic inferno. As we keep saying all the time, we're very proud to be sponsored by NetSuite by Oracle. Entrepreneurs throughout the world are going to lead us in the vanguard to turn this around. If you're an entrepreneur, you need every tool in the toolbox. The tool you need is a software package that is NetSuite. Oracle is the number one platform on the cloud, and NetSuite's the number one platform for entrepreneurs. Go to netsuite.com slash Bannon. That would be me, B-A-N-N-O-N, to get your free uh, seven action steps every entrepreneur should be taking. You know, Jack, we talk about this all the time, and we've, I think, focused on who the enemy is, who the enemy of the Chinese people, who the enemy of the American people, uh, the enemy of all, all mankind uh, right now is the Chinese Communist Party. And they're in business with they're in business with the uh, the financial elites. They're in business with the corporate elites. This is why you have this business model that really exploits the slave labor in China. And it makes all the other workers and middle class in the world essentially serfs. This is the party of Davos, the World Economic Forum. This is the model. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's in broad daylight of how they roll this. And I think what's been most impressive is that the, the, the British people stood up first with Brexit, the American people stood up in 16 uh, in November with uh, Donald Trump versus the globalist Hillary Clinton. And now you're seeing this battle go out throughout the world. And whether it's in Brazil or Italy or wherever you see India, uh, Japan, one of the things I, I find uh, most fascinating is how Chinese people, once they leave the totalitarian dictatorship of the Chinese Communist Party on mainland China are standing up throughout the world. Uh, we now have a, our, our guest is Andreas. He actually went from Germany to France the other day. People came all over for this protest at the Chinese uh, at the Chinese embassy, and they're not happy. Whether it was in Houston at the consulate, was the Chinese embassy in Washington D.C., in Canada, Australia. We'll have other people on here later. The CCP was absolutely furious about this, and they've got now their useful idiots and their running dogs whether that's Senator Dianne Feinstein or Dan Coats or their ambassador to the United, to the United States, uh, all of these people now coming in and say, hey, CCP is just your friend. Let's go back to business the way it was. You can't go back. This is not going to be reversed. The Chinese Communist Party is going to fall. And the reason it's going to fall is that now you have the Dr. Yans of the world, the Andreas of the world, the people that we have on this show every week on Saturday, the voices of a young China a new China that's rising and going to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Andreas, thank you very much for joining us from Germany. The, the, the question I get is how unique did you feel or how unusual did it feel for Chinese to come from all over Europe and actually protest in front of the, uh, in the embassy, something that couldn't even have been considered a few years ago? How did it feel to actually go do it? Actually, I have never thought about this action in Europe, and because in Europe, you know, the media they are just uh, um, they are just left inclined, and they are not uh, willing to tell the truth. 
So I think our action is is actually groundbreaking. So so I'm so excited to join my um my 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 panel Chinese so we can stick together to to have our voice heard by the common people in Europe. Last thing, Andreas, people, when they see this movement, I get this all the time, they're saying, what are you guys talking about? It's impossible. The Chinese Communist Party is the single most powerful government in the world. Whether you guys call them gangsters, whether you call them crooks, they've got complete and total control, absolute control over China. It's 1.4 billion people. It's a massive market. They're on a roll, whether it's One Belt, One Road throughout Asia, Made in China 2024, Huawei, TikTok, Zoom, the Chinese Communist Party is ascendant in that the democracies around the world are weak and that all these expatriates that you talk to, the new federal state, all these, they're, they're interesting people and they're nice people, but it's impossible to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Andreas, before we let you go, what would, you, what would, you, what would your answer be to that? I think the world should, uh, should, uh, should, uh, should join us. I think the threat um, brought by the CCP is overall. So I think no one can escape. I think the entire world should uh, stick together uh, because the coronavirus thing, it does tell everyone there is no one can, can, can escape. So we need to stand up. Andreas, thank you so much for joining us. We know you put uh, your family and everything at total risk to do this. So we're really honored to have you on here. Wow. Hey, uh, hey, thank Jack. you, Mr. Bannon. Yes, sir. Hey, Jack, before we go to the next guest, yeah, before we go to the next guest, I just want your thoughts. You know, we've covered this. Uh, you, you started originally, you ran the war room in the 18 midterm. Uh, you came back to help us with impeachment, ran the war room. Now you're an integral part of the, the in-studio show. Uh, and I know that you very early on, you're the first guy that alerted me to the pandemic back right after around Christmas when he saw it on, on a blog site, thought it was a SARS breakout. N knowing now that we have, what, 4 million people infected the United States, 16 million worldwide, hundreds of thousands of deaths, we're seeing the polling change. And this is one thing for our American audience. I think there's a poll out on Friday that showed that I think, believe it was 70 to 75 percent of the American people now blame the Chinese Communist Party for this pandemic. And this backs up the Pew poll from a couple of a couple of months ago. People are starting to awaken. And that's one of the things we're trying to do here. We're trying to give you access to information. We're trying to give you access to speakers. We're trying to give you access to the intelligence that you need to come to your own conclusion. The one thing we're proudest of is really giving access to voices of people in China that have been suppressed and oppressed literally for decades and decades and decades. They've never had an outlet in the West that they could actually freely communicate with the middle class and the working class in this country. It's one of the reasons that we're so feared. It's one of the reasons that it's not because of me or Jack, Jack Maxey or Raheem Kassam or Vish, Jack Bannon, uh, Dan Flood, any of the great production team. We've got the AVN guys, John Fredericks. That's all great. What they're afraid of is this connection that's being built between the deplorables and Lao Beijing, who are essentially the deplorables of China that they understand that if that bond comes together, that's how they're really going to fall, just like the deplorables took down uh, the, the Hillary Clinton and the globalist uh, power structure in 2016, the greatest upset ever. They understand that when working class and middle class people of the world are united in a cause, uh, nothing can stop them. And so that's what we're so proud of 
you know, week in and week out, and particularly the Saturday shows that we love to do, yeah, give access to uh, to people and give access to their voices. Jack, I know we're going to go around the globe here. It was so amazing to start the conference with the live uh, feed that had us took us from Canada to Paris uh, to London to Australia to see South Korea to see all those protests. I know we got another guest. I'll flip it back to you in the studio. Well, listen, you know, courage is infectious, and everybody should be getting infected by this virus, the virus of freedom. And all these people are spreading it around the world. Our next guest is Wen Mu. She's a full-time mom from Texas, and guess what? She's had enough. Wen Mu, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. So Wen Mu got involved in this. We only, we're going to keep you over to the next break uh, here, Wen Mu. In just a few minutes, we're going to have a break. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit. You're a mom in Texas, and... This has been brooding in you for a while, this desire to fight back. And now the CCP virus and the new federal state of China. And you finally told me you just you'd had enough. You went down to the uh, consulate and wanted to be heard. So tell us a little bit about how you got there. We've got two minutes, but we're going to hold you over. Oh, um, so uh, it's um. This is a great day, like July 24th. We realized that the uh, Chinese consulate is going to be closed by the American government. And I uh, personally view that this is a chance about um, we, um, with the American people, to speak up and to get our voice out to let more people know, let more Chinese people know, more American people know, to wake up more American people. Like you said, now there more than 70% of American people even realize this virus is not just virus, it's a CCP virus. And uh, um, I, I'm personally very moved by Dr. Ye's um, br- uh, courage to speak up about the truth. And then um, I just wanted to join this whistleblower movement to move towards a brighter future, um, a future which we won't be bothered by virus. We can really have freedom. We don't have to be stuck in the house, no schools closed. We can really go out to enjoying uh, sunshine, enjoying people. We can give people hugs. And I know if CCP is not taken down, there will be another virus. And uh, we can never have peace in our back of mind saying this is okay. So this motivation really tells me that I have to stand on the side. And that there are so many people, so many people have their voice out, sacrificing everything. I count. I'm, I also need to join this whistleblower movement and get my voice out. And also show my family, show my son that we need to stand by the justice side and and defend our own. I don't want to interrupt, but we're going to have to go to a break. And when we come back, I really want you to talk about how you're doing this to inspire your children. Because that's an important message. We'll be back in just a minute. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. This is Jack Maxey sitting in the captain's seat today. This is August the 1st, year of our Lord, 2020. This is another one of our special Saturday episodes, Voices of China. Today's episode called New Federal State of China confronts CCP across the globe. We're going to be right back with one of our guests just after we hear from Stephen Bannon. Jack, I got to ask you, where did July go? I can't believe it's one August already. Absolutely incredible. That month is ripped by. It seemed like just the other day was the 4th of July. Look, we're living in 
unique times. I think this is the most complicated and dangerous time in modern American history. That's why the folks are going to lead us through this are entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, you need NetSuite by Oracle. Oracle is the platform on the cloud. Oracle is also the platform for entrepreneurs. NetSuite is used by over 20,000 companies. If your company is $1 million to $100 million in revenue, you need this software package that pulls everything together for you. Go to netsuite.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to get your seven action steps every entrepreneur should be looking at right now. Jack, uh, you know, I, I know your guest uh, talked about, she's from Houston. She was down there at the consulate the other day. As I toss it back to you, you guys got to remember that consulate was a nest of spies and hackers. It's one of the reasons that people are thinking the Chinese Communist Party has been trying to hack in to the Anderson Center and other great medical centers down in Houston to try to get information related to uh, the vaccine. And so you cannot trust the Chinese Communist Party any way, shape, or form. And we're here to show you Chinese patriots of a new rising China that are out there, and they don't care. They're not going to back up. They're not going to give up. They're not going to back down. They're going to take on the CCP. Jack, back to you in the studio. Well, you know, when we were not, we just cut off, and we talked earlier before the show, and one of the things that really uh, struck me was when you told me that one of the reasons this is so personally necessary for you is because you want to show your children that your mom is a morally strong person and is willing to stand up for what's right. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Thank you, Jack. So when I raise my child or with any children, I always think the most important thing is we have to teach him that everybody's voice counts. We are living in the United States. A greatest thing about this country is it can tolerate all kinds of voice. We won't be, we won't be uh, disappearing simply because our voice is different from uh, main media's voice. And I want my child to know that. If he disagrees with me, for example, he can speak up too. He has to learn this. And the second thing I think is very important is I always tell him that if something is precious to you, he is too young to understand what's a dream, but he understands what's a pressure. He understands, for example, I'm precious, dad is precious, some toys is precious, some thing is precious. He understands those. And he knows that. I want him to know that. If you wanted to defend these precious things, you have to act it out. You have to show people you care about it. You have to show people. And with voice, with actions, and the most important thing, number three thing is, you need to know whether what you say or what you do can benefit to others, can benefit to the society. Like wearing mask is not the most comfortable thing. I, I agree as a mother, but he has been wearing mask since February. And uh, he had never, ever even questioned. He knows wearing mask is put the person next to him comfortable. It's to not, if he is affected, if there's a virus in him, he won't get people around him affected. And he loved the friends around him. He loved the adults around him. He needed to go out to protect others. So this is how you, your words, your actions need to benefit to others, to the society. And you can go live in this happy society. We, we, we were, I was afraid too. I'm sure other protests, we have 55 of us. Most of us all have other jobs and we are not professional protesters or media. We're not. <laughs> We're all volunteers. We're all afraid. But we know behind us is a brighter future we, we have to defend. If we don't get our voice out, who is going to protect our freedom, our life, and our future? And let on our children's future. Wenmu? Who is going to defend them? 
Well, I mean, we're going to have to take a little break here, yeah. but I got to tell you, you, you were amazing. You, you say it so, so clean and so straight. This is exactly what it is. We need to show the world what Chinese people are like, and you are a perfect example. Here you are, great mom, raising your children with perfect values, and this is the character of the Lao Bai Ching. This is who they are. This is who the deplorables are, and I can't tell you, your courage is inspiring to everybody. We're uh, thank you so much. And our next guest here is going to be Ponson, who is calling in from Sydney, Australia. This is to show the people of planet Earth that this is a planetary movement to free the people of China and to make a better, more prosperous world where we can all live together in peace. Okay, so we're very pleased to. Bring Ponson on as usual. This is a pseudonym, but Ponson is uh, a management consultant. He's lived in Sydney, Australia for 10 years. And uh, I'm going to ask him a couple questions that'll try and uh, let people know what's been inspiring to him. Ponson, thank you so much for being with us. Hello, Jay. Great speaking to you. Yeah, now, for the audience, just so you know, it's about 5 in the morning, Sydney, Australia time. So just as a measure of commitment. Now, when I spoke to Ponson earlier today, one of the things that he said that was really impactful to me was that he said he's basically been brooding over this ever since the kids got murdered at Tiananmen Square. That this is something that's been in his craw ever since he was in high school. And just this week, Ponson, along with other Chinese people and Australian citizens, he got his courage up and he went out and protested in front of the consulate in Sydney. You want to tell us a little bit about that, Ponson? Yes, Jack. As you just mentioned, you know, when in 1989, when the TMM massacre happened, I was in high school. I, I think that is so vivid memory. I've been waiting for my life for a whistleblower movement like this. And three years passed, I'm proud that I'm part of this. I can took to the street with the other Chinese patriots. We can, we can protest, we can let the Aussies know that the CSP lied, this Aussies died. And the whole world deserves to know the truth and someone has to speak up. I mean, think about that, people. This guy's been sitting around since 1998 with this anger in his heart and this desire to liberate his country, and now he's able to do it. And you know why he's able to do it? Because there is courage in numbers, people. We are all on the same team to break down the CCP. Ponson, I mean, that's to me, that's just an incredible thing to be sitting there with having this in your heart for 22 years and finally being able to get it off your chest just it's inspiring yes if i may add something because on a day we have about 100 people we're wearing uh the uniform with you know representing new federal state of china i i, I think new federal state of china the proclamation made on the june 4th uh by moscow and side by side with mr benning i think this is a milestone of this great whistleblower movement and this is the key message to the world that the freedom-loving and hard-working Chinese people are determined to establish a democratic China without the CCP. And this world can only be called a free world 
only when the 1.4 billion Chinese people are free. Hey, Jack, can I jump in here just for a second? I just want to ask Pansan, the, the, the hit that the, the CCP makes all the time and what they're, they've got now the elites throughout the world uh, mouthing is that the, the Chinese people are not ready for freedom. The Chinese people are not ready for democracy. The Chinese people are not ready for the rule of law. You've lived in Australia for a while. Tell us, do you think the Chinese people can handle this? Will, will China devolve into chaos, anarchy, and civil war? If the CCP, if we took down the firewall and the CCP was gone in six months, tell us what would happen. And are the Chinese people ready for freedom? Yes, Mr. Bennett. Um, I think the Chinese are more than ready for democracy. And this is a universal value that all freedom-loving people are sharing. Because the CCP has been lying from day one. 71 years is enough. And we've been waiting for this moment. And this is, this is now not only for the Chinese people, but also for all the nations, all the free nations. It's time for us to get united and uh, confront the CCP and take down them. There's no room to compromise. This is a fight back or die moment. And we have to win this battle. We are more than ready for this moment. Mr. Bannon. Uh, thank you, Jack. Go ahead. Continue on. No, I mean, uh, this is to me, I feel somewhat like we're sitting in Philadelphia in, 19, in 1776. Now, that battle wasn't over for another decade, but think about it. We are watching history be made right now. We are have such a great honor, Steve and I, to be able to interview these great Chinese patriots. And I think that what I would love everybody to understand, listen to these voices, that is going to be the new China a fantastic partner for all of humanity and especially the Chinese people who we, we admire and we support and we love. Okay. So Hansen, I, I just got to sit Hansen. I just have to say your story is incredible, especially the idea that you've been having this in your heart for 22 years and finally getting it out because the world needs to hear from people like you more and more. And we are just so honored to be able to do it. Yes, thank you, Jack. Is there a single message that you'd like to get out to the world? If there was something that you could get out there, what, what would it be? Yes. I think now I'm happy to see the awakening in the West, and especially after a series of speeches, starting from the uh, National Security Advisor, Mr. O'Brien, and concluded by Secretary Pompeo, that it's a key message. And, we, and, and action being taken. So what I want to say is the CCP regime never deserved the political legitimacy. And as Ms. O'Brien said, this, I quote, this miscalculation is the greatest failure of American foreign policy since the 1930s. If I may add something, the recognizing of this CCP regime's legitimacy in the 1970s is one of the mistakes, if it is not the biggest mistake. And now it's time to correct it. Wow. I, we agree with you 100%, Ponson. <laughs> I mean, couldn't have said it better, right, Steve? Uh, if I may say something. That's, that's, I, I, I tell you. 
I would love to get you back to Washington, D.C., brother, as soon as possible, because you summed it up better than anybody on Capitol Hill. I, I'll be very delighted to be back. You know, if, it's, if, if I may add something, if we go back to history in the year 1972, when Kissinger secretly visited China twice, that was China was in the chaotic cultural revolution. Moore's last disaster. The worst time since CCP stole power in 1949. Millions of people died. What sign did Mr. Kissinger see that CCP could lead China to democracy. So it's definitely a misjudgment of politicians like him and a naive hope that CCP could lead China to, to democracy. It's totally on the contrary. Okay. They are always on the wrong side of history. Ponson, I'm going to have to cut Thanks, in on Ponson. you, but I think he pretty much squared it completely away. Yes, we erred. We believed the Chinese Communist Party. This is the error that the whole world has made, and we're not going to make it in the future because we've got the voices of China speaking out. Back in just a minute. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is Jack Maxey sitting in the driver's seat here on Capitol Hill. War Room Pandemic. This is August 1st, year of our Lord 2020. Another one of our special Saturday editions, Voices from China. Today's episode... New federal state of China confronts CCP across the globe. Over to you, Steve. Look, if you think about it, when we started the broadcast of War and Pandemic, it was back in uh, mid-January, just after I'd done the uh, broadcast with Miles Guo up in New York during uh, Lunar New Year, when Miles and everybody knew something was very wrong in China, that there was a virus coming out of China. Look how much the world's changed since that time and particularly look how the economy's changed we're going through an economic inferno right now david bonson who we have on the show all the time says we're the united states of the federal reserve what does that mean 10-year treasuries are below 50 basis point the dollar's the weakest it's ever been we're talking about trillion dollar deficits multiple trillion dollar deficits blowing up the balance sheet of the federal reserve by another five or six trillion dollars bottom line is Nobody knows where this economy is going. In a situation like that, you need to think of precious metals in your investment portfolio. The people you have to talk to are the guys over at Birch Gold. Right now, go text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 474747 to get your 20-page report on adding precious metals to your portfolio. Right now, you have to be thinking gold. If you're thinking gold, you got to think Birch Gold. I got to tell you, Jack, it's so inspiring to hear these people. But Bonson, and this is this ties back to Dr. Yan, the precision of which uh, people like Dr. Yan and Bonson think is pretty amazing. He walked through a complete summary of really kind of this Kissingerism, which Mike Pompeo and he directly tied it to the O'Brien and Pompeo speeches. Pompeo was there to bury Kissingerism, to bury this naive attitude that we could work with the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese Communist Party would ultimately bring democracy, rule of law and freedom to the Chinese people as they increased in material gain. All we've created, as Nixon even knew, he said it, he was afraid that we created a new Frankenstein monster. 
The Chinese Communist Party does not exist without Western capital, Western technology, and access to Western markets. Now, why does it exist at all? Because the global elites are in business with them. This is what you see President Trump fighting every day on Capitol Hill. It's the lobbyists and the, uh, and, and, and the financiers. It's what Bill Barr warned against in his speech. Bill Barr called out the companies that were sitting there the other day uh, at this hearing and called them out as collaborators and appeasers and warned them that they should check federal law about being unregistered foreign agents. Okay, in the Democratic Party, nobody laid one glove on them, virtually no, not one glove on them about China and about their partnership with China. This is the world that we heard today. Our allies to help take this down are the Chinese people. Once we take down the Chinese Communist Party, you break the back of the business model of the global elite. You break the back of the party of Davos. And the party of Davos, as long as it's around, and united with the Chinese Communist Party, it's going to continue to enslave the Chinese people and make a surf out of you. If you don't believe so, look around. Your life's not normal in the United States right now. You can't go to church. You can't go to a baseball game. You can't go to your kid's graduation. Your economy, you're living paycheck to paycheck. And right now, you got to depend upon a $600 extra uh, cash, uh, cash payment from your unemployment benefits. What kind of world is that? That's not the United States of America. And what we're doing, our elites are kowtowing to the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP lied and people died. The CCP lied and people in China died. The CCP lied and Americans died. And now you're seeing this new federal state of China. What is it? It's like Ponson in Australia. It's Chinese people that are now free that have had a belly full of it. They've had a belly full of it for 30 or 40 years. Look at Ponson. He said, I feel so terrible I didn't stand up after Tiananmen Square. And it's eaten at him for, what, 30 years? And now he's finally striking back in Australia. That's what's uniting around the world is free people that have unalienable rights from God. They're telling the Chinese Communist Party, no, we don't care if you're in business with Wall Street. We don't care if you're in business with the city of London. We don't care if you're in business with all the global corporations. We are free men and women with unalienable rights given to us by God. And we're going to stand up for those rights, even if it means we're going to be thrown in concentration camps, even if it means they're going to come after our families, even if it means they're going to make our lives miserable. And that's why the Dr. Yans and the Bonsons, uh, Jack, are, are to me just such role models of people stand up. And if you don't think this cultural Marxism is spreading, look at Portland, look at Seattle, look at the streets of the United States today. You see it spreading everywhere. We've got to drive a stake in the heart of the beast. Jack, back to you, and I want to give us a program note. Miles Guo is going to join us for the next hour, but I understand we've got another guest, Alice. We're probably going to roll over to the next hour. Miles will join us, but we want to give Alice plenty of time to tell her story. Back to you, Jack. Yes, Steve, I just wanted to comment on what Ponson said. You talked about the precision of his language. Well, think about it. If you'd spend every night for the last 22 years thinking about how did we get here, how did I suffer, how did my friends die in Tiananmen Square, he's done a lot of thinking. And when you talk to these, these Chinese dissidents, these voices of freedom who are telling the world what is going on, they're not surprised about the CCP virus. They're not surprised that the, the Chinese Communist Party lied to the world because they've been getting lied to for 70 years, people. They understand it is just the world itself that is now opening its eyes. I'm going to quickly introduce our next guest, Alice, who is going to be held over through the next segment because we want to hear everything that she has to say. 
Alice particularly inspired me because I asked her at the start, what was your first thought when you thought, I need to start protesting? Alice, tell me what that was. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Um, uh, the first time I received a notification about the protest, actually my first reaction was a fear. A lot of us have family and relatives in China. I'm very scared the CCP can recognize my identity and then hassle my family members back in China. That's my first uh, reaction. I was almost re shivering, and I had never done protesting before. But then my second thought is, I'm not doing this protesting for myself. I'm representing the 1.4 billion Chinese people, my fellow Chinese. CCP officials were not elected by our Chinese people. CCP cannot represent us. I have to get out on the street to speak and voice the opinion of our Chinese people. And what's more, Alice, CCP Alice, hold, hold your thought because we're going to go to a break, but we're keeping you over. We want you to be able to say everything that you want because the world needs to hear it. Okay, people, we'll be back in one minute.